On this episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we've got some guests in studio. We talk a little sports trivia and 9-11. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back. It's your man, Big Cliff. It's another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. We want you to make sure you check us out on uh, social media as well. Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Y'all, I am excited today. I am excited. In studio in Columbia, South Carolina, Crux Media Group Studios in Columbia. I got my main man, DJ Highstar, with me. Holla at the people, bro. What's good, y'all? What's good? Everyone out there in sports land, it's a good day to be a sports fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, it wasn't just enough for me to come down from, from the heart of the Carolinas and Rock Hill, Charlotte. Now, I mean, it wasn't enough for us to hit the road, dog. We had to get a couple of our homeboys out here with us as well. So, you know what I'm saying? If you would, people, go ahead and give a shout-out to my guy from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, my dog, Be Easy. Oh, man, thank you for having me. I know I know your listeners tired of hearing my voice. Not even, bro. I'm on everything. Listen, you feel me? see, here's the thing. When they get used to voices around here, mm-hmm. they come and they stay. Shout-out DJ Highstar. You feel me? So I don't know. I got the, the live up to Highstar. He's good on the show, man. Great on the show. I got to live up oh, to some high, on, man. high praise over there, man. <laughs> my own resident, Rob Blue Parker. Blush over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning purple. You know <laughs> But it wasn't enough to get Blaze, but I got my guy Yoshi from the Relationship Status Podcast. And uh, what's the name of the other show, bro? Uh, Relationship Status Podcast and the Stanley English and Kurt Show. That's just changed to the Juke mm. Podcast. Mm. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we out here, man. So uh, for, since this is your first time on the show, let the people know, as you said, in addition to your regular shows, with who you are, what you are, and how you are a sports aficionado. Oh, well, I've uh, been uh, coaching, been watching sports all my life. Um, all my life, ever since I could remember, I think the first thing I remember was watching the uh, the '86 Giants and uh, uh, football, mm-hmm. and then uh, the '86 Mets. Okay, that, same, that very same year, and you know, flushing. Uh, you know, it's just I, I became a sports nut, Knicks fan, Rangers fan, and uh, got into coaching um, as a junior okay. in, in college as a student assistant um, under uh, Tim Gates over at Allen University. Word. And then now I'm the head coach over at Hartsville High School. Um, me and my man Josh Staley, who's the head coach over at AC Flora, mm-hmm. um, our podcast. And uh, the, one of the – he's a nationally ranked strength coach, Micah Kurtz. Um, we all on the podcast. It's called the Juke Podcast. You can catch us every Sunday. Okay. Um, past episodes, we've had Coach Frank Martin on. We've had a uh, coach from uh, – uh, Jonas Hayes from Xavier on. We've had some of the tip-top, some of the – and then, of course, we deal with all things high school sports-related um, towards parents and kids. And then then there's my Relationship Status Podcast uh, mm-hmm. with my boy C.L. Butler. Shouts out to him uh, and uh, my other co-host, uh, Neek Cruz. And we talk everything relationships from friendships to romantic relationships to – Situationship, so 
to everything. To everything. So <laughs> I, I just, I, I love podcasting, and um, I'm a big, huge fan of your show. Word. I appreciate it, bro. That's love, man. But nah, for real, we're, we're glad to have you guys on with us today, man. Since I think I got such a deep squad out here with me today, man, we, we might as well jump straight into the show with a little sports trivia. Okay. Uh, so for the folks not in studio, my guys have their little tablets. They're going to record their answers. Uh, we're going to ask 10 sports questions. And because it is uh, NFL opening weekend one, I figure why not make it NFL centric okay, and yeah. or based with the questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you the questions. We're going to give you maybe about three seconds to write your answers and we We'll, we'll tabulate if you want to keep your own score to see who kind of wins at the end and got a little something for the winner as okay, well. Okay, how we know we're not cheating? Because you can see everybody bored now. Like, uh, I mean, hopefully them boys <laughs> with the honor system. There we go. Are we answering? So we writing down all of the answers to the questions you're nah, about you, to ask? Nah, it's one at a time? time? Yeah, we're going to do one at a time. Okay. So it's going to be all multiple right. choice questions, okay. A, B, C, or D. Uh, you just write your okay. answer down, right. and then when I say one, two, three, just go ahead and flip that thing letter. around. Exactly, and show if, okay. if you, you know. Smarter sports thing or not all Yeah, right? got you And again, it is NFL Some of them are a little easier than others But let's go ahead and jump straight in So the question right. number one Who has thrown the most touchdowns In an NFL season? Is it A, Peyton Manning B, Tom Brady C, Drew Brees Or D, Patrick Mahomes Question again Who has thrown the most touchdowns In an NFL season A. Peyton Manning B. Tom Brady C. Drew Brees Or D. Patrick Mahomes Alright And on three If you fellas would Go ahead and turn around your boards One, two, three And everybody got the correct answer A. Peyton Manning So y'all boys might be alright Okay I think I was around for that season uh, When he I With think the Brandon Stokely might have been the The winning yeah, yeah Yeah They got that record wow, Look at that knowledge I mean, okay. I'm, I'm a, Col- I, a former Colts fan. You know? Former? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout okay. out to Jim Harrison. But he didn't break the record with Colts. He broke it with Denver. Was that not right? No, Stokely was with um, Stokely was well, with I think Denver he was with the, the Colts too, but he, I think he did break it with him in Denver. Oh, he did it twice. He broke it in Denver. No, 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 no. He broke it in Denver, but Stokely was with him with the Colts and then was the one who with, caught it for him with the, with, um, with the Broncos. Yeah. Hold on. So the question was the most touchdowns in the season. In the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Stokely was just with him with yeah, the Colts and the and Okay, I got fan. Yeah, because Tom Brady had it when he had Randy Mo- Randy mm-hmm. Moss, and then that very next, I think it was either a year after or the two years it was he broke it with them. I want to say it was a 2014 15. season, the one yeah. before they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that was the year they won. Yeah, and beat us. Well, 15 season, 16 yeah. Super Bowl. Okay, so we're at, I'll, I'll talk about this after the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying two different things. Yeah. All right, question number two. Mm-hmm. How many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys appeared in? Is it A, five, B, six, C, seven, or D, eight? And see, this is a little deeper because you know how many, most people know how many they've won, but how many Super Bowls have the Dallas Cowboys appeared in? A, five, B, six, D, seven, or C, Eight. I thought we was gonna get like a level of difficulty. Nah, we know, just okay. out here, bro. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Nah, we nobody, jumping in let here. Let me just right. preface my answer with nobody cares about the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a better answer would be how many they, how many playoff games they've been to since they won the last one. So. Yeah, mm. not very many. Holla! <laughs> <laughs> and just in case you didn't know, Carolina Sports Talk is absolutely a Dallas Cowboys smashing ground. Shout out to uh, oh, yeah. Rico Burgess. All right, so if you guys on three would turn your boards around, one, two, and three. I see a B. I see a. I had six. I don't know what that is. Six was B. B. 
and C. And all of you are incorrect. They have been to eight oh, been Super to eight. Bowls. I was yeah. close. All right, so who did they lose against? I don't have that information exactly, here. Exactly, because we don't care. <laughs> did they lose to the Steelers twice in the 70s? They did. They did. I know they lost at least once to the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. Not that they lost twice to the Steelers. Okay. So that, That's that why I picked seven, because I knew they lost to the Steelers twice. Yeah. To, the, thought, to which team? The Steelers. Oh, okay, cool. Just checking. Go ahead. <laughs> Shout out to Sixburg. Okay. Anyway. Sixburg. This guy here. <laughs> All right, this one, I, I kind of like this one. All right, so... To recap, everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. one, and one. <laughs> yeah, so one, one, and one. one. Yeah. All right. Next question: How many teams are named after birds? Is it A two, B three, C four, or D five? I'm gonna give y'all a second to think about this one. What's How? The one, what's the numbers again? A is two, B is three, C is four. And D is five. All right, fellas. Yo. If you would you turn the second. Yo. That was up. very much a second, bro. Hey, what's ahead. the answers again, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have the I origin of the word? Before we, uh, before we got here today. How many teams in the NFL are named after birds? Jeez. C, excuse me, A, two, B, three, C, four, or D, five? Three seconds. Here we go. On three. One, two, three. B, C, and a D. And the, right. And the correct answer is D. Yeah. Uh, Easy got that right. Oh, Name them, bro. Eagles, Falcons, the Ravens, Eagles. Seahawks, Ravens. and Cardinals. I left out the the Ravens. Eagles and the Ravens. That's what I left said, out. Eagles, Falcons, Ravens, Seahawks, Seahawks Cardinals. Okay, uh-huh. B. Uh-huh. Okay, B. Arizona. You got no, that. No, no, no. Oh, you you I look know. perplexed. It, no, because I'm thinking about the teams I was thinking about. No, no, let's not do that. Oh, to okay, okay. No, because you know, because you know, you know, it's a whole bunch of Cardinals in the sports world. So. Exactly, Absolutely. baseball. That, that, yeah. But I'm trying to like because off rip when I was thinking, I thought about the Falcons, the Eagles, and the Seahawks, and then that's when he stopped the Jeopardy music. You mm. know, and I just couldn't get any more. <laughs> rip. You know how I got it. I just. In my mind, I was traveling from the east to the west. And you just went That's down what there. I was doing. Yeah. And he just started the music the and distracted out, me. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the music and distracted the music me. Did. Yeah, yeah. I got stuck on Cardinals. I was like, oh. um. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Next question. Who has scored the most touchdowns in NFL history? Is it A, Emmitt Smith, B, LaDainian Tomlinson, C, Jerry Rice, or D, Randy Moss? I'll read the question again. Who has scored the most touchdowns in NFL history? Is it A, Emmitt Smith, B, LaDainian Tomlinson, C, Jerry Rice, or D, Randy Moss? E is Google. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go on three. We're turning around one, two, and three. C, A, and B. The correct answer is C, Jerry Rice. Well, the right. goat, yes, sir. Emmett Smith got the rushing. Does he have the rushing one? He does. does. He st- he oh, I don't know that? if he still does. I know he did. Yeah, he had the rush. That's uh, see. Yeah, I see. I see. All right, here we go. So this one is going to be a little, little easier. So wait, are we keeping? I, I know. Keep it tab. Y'all got two and two. two. We two uh, and I've two. got one. Coach Yoshi, you one and three. <laughs> Where you at, Yosh? I got one. Yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number five, four. Which of these players has not won an NFL MVP award? Jeez. Is it A, 
Josh Allen, B, Lamar Jackson, C, Patrick Mahomes, or D, Cam Newton? Which of these players has not won an NFL MVP award? A, Josh Allen, B, Lamar Jackson, C, Patrick <laughs> I already, Mahomes, I already wrote my down, I already wrote my down. <laughs> or D, Cam Newton. On three, here we go. One, two, and three. I hate having the same answer as B. That's <laughs> be easy because I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I need. I need to get. I need to get a win. But me and him tired though. <laughs> yeah. No. So everybody got A, and it is in fact Josh Allen. Although some really feel like this might be his year, man. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit about that in some of the preview for the mm. season. Yeah. All right. So question number six. This one's a unique one. Um, let's All just of them have been unique. Let's yes. Keep it funky. I mean, I got good questions. What you want me to do? Oh, How God. many Super Bowls Debatable. have gone to overtime? How many Super Bowls have gone to overtime? Is it A, zero, B, one, C, two, or D, three? Give y'all a second. Yep, I'm just hitting all the wrong buttons. Hitting the switches. You know, I'm out out of the sanctity of Charlotte right now is what it is. Does a double overtime count as two? No. Mm. (laughs) Watch this guy. Not that there's been one. As there. All right. How many Super Bowls have gone to overtime? A, zero, B, one, C, two, or D, three? Bonus points if you figure out. Well, wait. All right. So on three, here we go. One, two, and three. Turning them around. B, C, and B. And the correct answer is B, one. Coach, what's good, bro? <laughs> I guess my last minute, too. I my last minute. I had mine first. I don't know. I guess. Be easy. You remember which Super Bowl went to overtime? Uh, no, I don't. I think I do. Okay. Which one do you think? I know one I thought was uh, uh, Philly and, and the Patriots. That went to overtime? I thought. I think so. What'd you say, uh, High Star? <sighs> I'm back in the barber chair, y'all. I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> what did Stephen A. Smith say? We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> this is truly trivia. Factuals. All right. Only one Super Bowl has gone to overtime. 2017 Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl 51. Oh. That went to overtime? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't. Yeah, because New England fell behind 28-3. to three. Three, yeah. You know they that. tied it, and it ended up going to overtime. And they won by field goal? Because mm-hmm. the, the, one, the reason I said Philly... The Philly one was the one that T.O. Was it T.O.? Yeah, it was so, T.O. So Philly's was their, their loss before the one that they won. Yeah, that's But it said. didn't go to overtime. Yeah, it I was close. It was, they were making a comeback in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but yeah, they, got tackled like on the mm-hmm. one or something like that. And I thought that one was an overtime. And then I thought that one and then the Falcons one. Mm-hmm. So Fair. when you said one, I was like, well, I must be wrong about the Falcons one. Oh. It was the Eagles one. So you said so. two. Yeah, I said two. Okay. okay. Yeah. Real quick, favorite Super Bowl? Favorite Super Bowl? Probably uh, Super Bowl forty. Okay, why? Uh, that last pass and that catch by Santonio Holmes. Beautiful. Toe tapping. The comeback. I'm talking about, uh, like, my phone was blowing up when, when the Cardinals went up because mm. they went up. You know what I'm saying? Big Ben, man, coming back all season in the fourth quarter. He been like, fourth quarter drives all season. So people didn't know that. So my phone was blowing up. I was like, man, I don't know. I feel it. Right, it's going to happen. And, and, like, two throws down the field, they were close and – um, they dropped uh, – I think San Antonio dropped a pass in the end zone right before he made that miraculous catch. So that was my favorite Super Bowl because it was good defense and all of that. So that was my favorite one. That's what's up. Yosh? Uh, I feel like a homer. Okay. But uh, I have to go with the, the second Giants-Patriots one. 
That's and not I, the catch on the helmet, is it? No, that's why that's not that's okay. why that's not my favorite one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think that because I thought on that play, Manning should have been counted down. He should have been counted as down on that play. I thought because they held him they, in they long had, enough, yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah, it to be a sack to be they, a sack because they did somebody else. They gave the benefit of the doubt to somebody else before the defense. So, like a year or so before yeah. mm-hmm. the grasp rule, they, but they didn't call it on him. So yeah, so, yeah. So I thought that I thought that should have been a sack. That was a fluke. So that was a fluke. So I so for all the Patriots trash that I had to hear <laughs> yeah. for two years, you agree with it? I, I agreed with it. Yeah, but I couldn't publicly say it. Yeah, you know? right, right. But then that second one where we just put put, Ooh. you know, it's just kind of excuse my language. Sorry, but twenty twenty one technology. Yeah. So my my whole thing was that drive that. I'm not, I've never been an Eli fan ever since we we picked him. I thought we gave up way too much for him. Mm-hmm. We passed on two other way better quarterbacks. We actually drafted one to trade to. We passed on Roethlisberger, and Thank then you. and then picked up <laughs> and then picked up then drafted Rivers to trade him. Right, right, right. For for Eli, which I thought was way too much for our name. See, we didn't have to get into that discussion yeah, but anyway, one day. I, yeah, I, 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 he did his thing though. I, two I, Super Bowls, Eli. Had, I mean, see, uh, I don't. He did I don't what they wanted him to do, yeah. but I don't attribute those two Super Bowls to him. All you got to do is manage the game, baby. Yeah, that's no, it. But that defense, awesome defense was – our defensive line was so raw. Just don't lose two the years. game. That's it. Don't lose me don't the lose game. The I'm, I'm a, like, and that's why, like, even in Carolina, that's why I'm a big proponent of Sam Darnold. Do I think that he's going to be out here and being the next Patrick Mahomes? No. Do I think he can be an efficient game manager? Just don't lose but the game. But I think Sam Darnold's better than Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Yoshi, we got to get you on another episode, bro. <laughs> Hi, Star. What's your favorite uh, Super Bowl? Um, probably the Broncos uh, against the Panthers. Mm. Just uh, kind of the passing of the guards for me personally in my fanhood. That was when I slowly, because uh, I knew that it was the end of the road for Peyton Manning, and, mm-hmm. and I just became a. Uh, um, and it was time. It was a good time. It was kind of divine to become a Panthers fan around then. Oh, so you were a Panthers fan then? That's that's when you became a Panthers fan then. Like the season before that, when we had a couple injuries on defense, we had. I want to say Thomas. Charles Johnson or Thomas Davis was out or Johnson was that season. And and it was just like the potential was there the season prior to our twenty fifteen season. Mm-hmm. And everything was going on again. So I aforementioned or I alluded to the whole Jim Airsay thing with Peyton Manning. That's I the way that they did that whole situation and, and got luck in there, I was I was, you know, cool off of the Colts for a second, but then I was still a Peyton Manning fan. Oh, okay. So my fanhood was kind of, you know. Torn between the two teams. The Panthers uh, ain't up. Up for grabs, pause. You know what I mean? Okay. I was like <laughs> out here like a sports prostitute or something. Like Word. I was going to not the highest bidder, but whatever. I was a sports fan free agent. In other uh-huh. words, I was going to whatever made the most sense, and the Panthers made the most sense. Word. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's but that Super Bowl kind of was indicative of that. Okay. You know. Oddly enough. My favorite Super Bowl was just that one we were talking about with the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. Because honestly, I hated both teams. I wanted them to like tie two to two. <laughs> and I mean, but it was a good game. And to watch Tom it Brady, it was the point that he earned my respect as the great, greatest quarterback in the league of history. So, I, that, see, I don't, I don't agree with that statement. Ooh. But oh. okay, seven. I mean, you can't, you can't. It's indisputable, bro. Yeah, I can't. And, and well, like, I mean, even well, if that's, but if, but if that's the argument, if the argument is championships, right? That's the argument. Not that's exclusively. No, but I'm saying, but if that's the argument, that's the first I said. You can't argue with seven. Then people say, then what's the Michael Jordan and LeBron James debate about? Well, that's basketball and, and, and football to me are is different. different. As a, you, because in football, 
is more of a team sport. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then one why person. Would, so that's the point. So if it's more of a team sport, well, how does one how is it that we can say that he's the greatest if he's always because, he's always had really good coaching? Well, well, he didn't last season and won it. And you know what we and we mm, Okay, go ahead. No, we're going to get into this. We're going to well, get into it. We have to get back another, to trivia. Another thing with that is is parity. It's more parity in football exactly. than it is in basketball. So, you know, the time it's the longevity, all of that kind of stuff plays a part with with the, with the NFL and him and the quarterback thing, but. see, but I I think that in in into that I'm not saying that he's not one of the greatest, and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to mention who I believe is the greatest. No, I want to hear it. You got to say it. You I don't, don't want to say who I believe. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's your opinion. Yeah. You can be wrong if you want. I pers- personally, uh-huh. I think Peyton Manning. He's. I, <sighs> I think he's done <laughs> the slow clap for my Give he, this man a raise. He did more with less. Never had a defense. Nah, but Ooh, I, I, I had disagree. Until he, got to, until he got to Denver. No. Until he got to Denver. I disagree, bro. He's even he had a defense that can hold. The man was putting up 50 points a game and losing. And as, as a result, they built the defense to be able to reflect that. What's that they had a speed and an, defense. They had was, Robert Matt was that one year. That, that was that one year he got that Super Bowl. That was the DB. The nice DB they had. Bob Sanders. Thank you, Sanders, what? Okay, so you say Freeney and Sanders. Okay, they had, they had a nice name, defense. name some more. I'm sorry, as a person, I like name some defense. more. They had a good defense. They had good defense. Even, even okay, when they, okay, how many from those? Def- how many from that? From those defenses, and as opposed to the 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 style of play mm-hmm. that New England played, because I do give Tom Brady credit. He's never really had a premier receiver outside of Randy Moss. What I would say is a guy and the until, go- and Gronk and and Gronk. Um, and then you know Aaron you could put Hernandez you could put was Aaron nice. Hernandez and LaFell was nice. Okay, he had Chad Ocho Cinco one season. Okay, so yeah. now we're so I now mean, we're built. So now we're helping but, my case. No, no, no. But here's what but I'm saying. So, so. But the way that you're saying it, the way that the teams are constructed, mean that they play a different style of ball. And Which specifically is, with 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 that Colts team, their defense was never going to be the big nose. Oh, I'm getting. 20 sacks in a season type defense because they were built to protect the lead. They knew that other teams were going to be throwing to be able to catch up to the points that Peyton Manning was put up. And so their defense was built for speed. They were built to be able to reflect the type of player that he was okay. because the minute he retired, I, they went to a more traditional I defense. Don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. What I'm saying is you're helping to make my point. Mm-hmm. Because if he's doing the if he's doing what he's supposed to do and the defense is supposed to be built to stop that. It's supposed to be built to to deal with teams that have to come back. We're going to be fast. We're going to ha- we're going to rush the passer, and we're going to have good corners, good safety, so we can cover and make plays. I th- I think, I mean, I think skill wise, probably overall Peyton Manning. You know, with his mind and the way he would place the ball and things like that. The, that the audibles, the audible and stuff like that. That's good. But as far as getting it done, mm-hmm. was it was okay? So what games was it his fault he lost? I can't. I can't go back that far. And, right. And, and, you know what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, as far as getting it done and all of that, you can't. You you can't deny because putting the ball in the place, the things that Peyton Manning can do, Tom Brady can't do. Also, you know what I'm saying. But here's what I will yield to you: Peyton Manning is the greatest regular season quarterback, and I'm gonna see even put him above Dan Marino. He's the greatest regular season quarterback. You, I, but when you factor in regular season, postseason. Longevity and overall winning, it's got to be Tom Brady, bro, because he has similar, if not the same, accolades that that your boy has during the regular season. But then he also has seven rings. Yeah, and I, yeah. but if but if that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. But what comes alive in what comes alive alive in December, January? What is supposed to come alive for you? 
What is supposed to? What is supposed? But you can't tell me that those games that he lost in the playoffs was on him. I'm, nobody's if saying we're putting that. It, but that's what I'm saying. But that's, what, that's this, the comparison. Like if we're putting, if he's putting people in the right position. Hey, if I give you a lead, I don't give a damn. It's three points. Excuse <laughs> okay, me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't care if it's three points. The Lord's name in vain, too. Right. <laughs> I'm this trying. guy here. I'm trying. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's three points. If I give you the lead under a minute, under two minutes, five. If you're in the NFL and I'm doing my job, I'm on the sideline when the game is being lost. Yeah, so I that, mean, that's it, either at the end of the day. I, that's, that's, that's my only point. You see, if Tom Brady gives Bill Belichick a lead, they ain't giving that up. That ain't happening. Unless they're playing Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> even, even in Tampa, that Tampa defense is ridiculous last now, year. Now, 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 now I'm not going to give you no was, arguments there. That Tampa defense is, is ridiculous. He is a higher level game manager at this point in his career. But again, that's just adding to the longevity. If he goes and throws 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions mm-hmm. in a regular season and they go win a chip, he still got eight. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, and, and that's even with the littered offense that and he has. And if Peyton Manning doesn't hurt his, what was his, elbow? Neck. It, it, it was. He had two major. Oh, oh, okay. So the last one was, was the neck. It that was the, the it's that the, kept him out the year. It was and the neck, and it was the elbow. So you talking about in Denver? That was a, a shell of Peyton Manning. It was his brain winning games at that point. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, and he just had to go because there's no way they should have beat us in 50. Yeah. But in, as we get back to our trivia, we'll wrap Sorry up these last three questions. No, 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 no. That's good stuff right there, man. That's good stuff right there. Von so Miller. Say again. Nothing. Go ahead. You say Von Miller. All oh, defense, yeah, yeah. I, that was, that bro. Was that, and D was, was they good. folded up Cam like a lawn chair. Yeah. But let's if we're gonna be if we're gonna talk about fifty, let's acknowledge that the Panthers' offensive linemen did not have the right equipment. I don't care what nobody says. That's the exclusive only reason that we lost. If you go back and watch film from that game in the first quarter, the the Panthers' offensive linemen would lock up with the defensive line and ends and be pushed back on skates because their cleats were not prepared for the. Turf oh, you that mean was real there. equipment? Real equipment, like That's not like who, manhood. I mean, like whose fault is that? I mean, I remember it uh, got lost on the plane. Nineteen ninety six uh, state championship. Uh, <laughs> it rained so bad, and we were undersized. We didn't have the right equipment, and that's why. We <laughs> well, guess what? That's a reason, not an excuse. But literally, when yeah. when they would lock up with them, there's footage of the linemen planting their feet and their feet sliding back. Tell you something: if I'm two fifty and you three hundred, and I get to push you back like that, that ain't no that ain't no me. That's on you. But no, no, nah, nah, nah. But see, that's a difference, bro. If when I tell you, if you look at it, because I again, yeah, I understand. After the yeah, loss, yeah. I went back and watched it. It looks like a glitch. From a video game because they're locked oh, they, and they're fully slot like their feet are sliding backwards because they have no grip and that's why in the second half it turned around a little bit because they were able to go oh, and literally the purchase their spikes. They had to purchase. They them. had to go and purchase new spikes. They sent somebody in the second half and during halftime they purchased spikes for the offensive lineman. To I be wonder who, who, who is that like the NFL's fault or is that just the team's fault? I'm not sure whose fault it was, but it cost us a Super Bowl. There's no reason that that, that the Cam Newton led offense, even without the receivers, like it's no reason the reason we should have lost. But again, as you mentioned, Von Miller and that defense was nice, but you give them the extra added advantage of linemen not being able to get grip under their feet. It's it's not a competition. Last point, because I know you want to move on. I think maybe that's why they moved to that new. Everybody has that new turf, like the uh, mm-hmm. like the pellets or whatever now, because. To make it fair all across the board, so yeah, it makes sense. But I, I think that's unfair. I think I like the natural elements stuff. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Me I too. do too. Listen, it's nothing like grass. Now I'm saying that new stuff looks better. Yeah, but it ain't nothing like like grass. Turf. I mean, just the un like 
you go to Lambo and you might have the frozen tundra, or you go to this place they got the turf, or you go to that place they got the grass or whatever. I like the the differences and, and those advantages make home feel a little home feel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. But yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm old also. <laughs> <laughs> so as we move forward with the trivia, which of these quarterbacks has passed for more than ten thousand yards with the Cleveland Browns? Is it A. Vinny Testaverde, B. Josh McCown, C. Brian Hoyer, or D. Baker Mayfield? I'll let you, I'll ask it again. Which of these quarterbacks has passed for more than 10,000 yards with the Cleveland Browns? A, Vinny Testaverde. B, Josh McCown. C, Brian Hoyer. Or D, Baker Mayfield. All right, everybody got your answers on three. One, two, and three. C, A, and C. And the answer is D, Baker Mayfield. I didn't think he was there long enough. I didn't think so either, but yeah. apparently, and, and if you could think about the way the league is now with passing that's, anyway. That's why it should have been more modern. Yeah. Because I, 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 Vinny was there for enough years, and he, Vinny was, um, was Vinny was nice. Vinny was nice. Even when De- Vinny was the backup and then ended up being a starter in Carolina, yeah. Vinny still had Vinny, some. Vinny had I, juice in that time. I, I, I don't remember his time in Cleveland. I don't remember him. That's he, I, think that's he was, I think that's where he was drafted to. Was he was drafted, drafted with the Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. I might remember out. him for the Jets. Yeah, and then Jets he, and then I mean, even with the Jets, he was good. With and the even yeah, with the Eagles, he was straight too. Yeah, yeah. dog. Yeah, Vinny was around for a while. Vinny was around for a while. I only now. remember him number twelve for the Jets. I think he was number twelve. <laughs> yeah, he was number twelve. Yeah. All right. Next question: Which NFL team? And y'all got y'all scores right? Oh, it's easy. I got one. So I think. How many you got? I think we got three. I think I'm tired with him with yeah, three. Then. three. Okay. Yeah. So I got to get these next two right. Ooh. And they got to oh, get these the last two? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get it. All right. Which NFL team has yet to win a Super Bowl? Is it A, the Washington football team? B, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? C, the Minnesota Vikings? Or D, the Los Angeles Rams? I'll ask again. Which NFL team has yet to win a Super Bowl? Is it A, the Washington football team, B, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, C, the Minnesota Vikings, or D, the Los Angeles Rams. All right, if you I guys got your that answers. Was easy. That ended up being easy. Easy to One, two, and three. I got a D, D, and C. The correct answer, C, the Ooh. Minnesota Vikings. The purple they won, people eaters, they, they won the first Super Bowl. The Rams Bowl. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but okay, but Minnesota won one, right? Minnesota Mm-mm. won one. Mm-mm. Minnesota don't have a Super Bowl. Okay, I, I thought they won the first Super. Who won the first Super Bowl? Let's look it up. Google See, that. At real first, quick. I was thinking it was a trick question with with the Rams. That's what I and thought. And the Washington Football Team. But I know the Washington. <laughs> oh, because of the name change. Right. But they and the same with the Rams. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was going to be kind of technical with both of those, and I was like, oh, well. You can't set a precedent for one of those and it not be the other as far as with the football team and with the Rams. Mm-hmm. And remember, of well, course, we all remember the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah. I knew they won. Yeah. yeah. But see, they, I thought it was because see, but, but they still the same franchise, though. They exactly. just changed. They still the same franchise. So wait. Green Bay Packers won the first, first one. Super Bowl. And I think the Chiefs won the second one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he's up. I thought for sure. Four or three. Yeah, I'm out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm answer the last question. Yeah. You don't have no choice. You're still in the game. Got to finish it out, baby. Got a, got to finish strong. All right, here we go. Which team? And I like this one too. Which team in the NFL has both won and lost a Super Bowl to Tom Brady? Is it A. The Los Angeles Rams? B. 
the New York Giants, C, the Carolina Panthers, or D, the Philadelphia Eagles? I'll ask again, which NFL team has both won and lost a Super Bowl to Tom Brady? Is it A, Los Angeles Rams, B, the New York Giants, C, the Carolina Panthers, or D, the Philadelphia Eagles? Y'all got your answers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Yoshi we, ready now. He we ready. <laughs> I no, got one. I got one. <laughs> Confident with I this. I think one. I got this one wrong. Here we go. On three. One, two, and three. I've got D, D, and D, and pause, all you guys pause, got it right. Pause and pause. <laughs> <laughs> we got well, so let me let exactly. that ride right where you, it was you, for you. my dog, high star. Yeah, it was the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Uh, and you mentioned one that they lost and in the last one that they won. The as Giants well. just never lost. Yeah, listen, yeah. Listen, without the Giants, though, bro might have nine of them things, man. He would. Unfortunately. Yes, sir. So shout out to Tom Brady, as I mentioned, is the Um, GOAT. But as we're here uh, in the studio, as I mentioned, in Columbia, South Carolina, we are recording today is Saturday, uh, September 11th. Uh, We all remember 20 years ago, man, um, the tragedy and the attacks that happened here on U.S. soil with the the airplanes uh, running into uh, the Twin Towers and the Pentagon and everything. And we just kind of want to take a moment to pause and reflect. Um, I, I know 20 years ago, man, it seems like just yesterday. For me, it was um, my freshman year in college, man. I was in a dorm sleeping, and I remember um, hearing something outside in the real world that was incorporated into my dream. And they're like, they hit the towers. The second tower has fallen. And it was in my dream and waking up and thinking, yo, that was a weird dream. And then to see it on the news, and it was actually reality, man, um, where were you guys on uh, September 11th, 2001, man? Uh, I'll go first. Um, for me, September 11th um, marks the era forever of a revolutionary Jay Guevara. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was the day that the blueprint came out. So I was working a job. I had already had like <laughs> oh, a bootleg, an <laughs> early bootleg copy of the CD. But I figured, you know what I'm saying, we would get them like a month early or whatever. Um, okay. One of my homeboys and... I figured maybe it would be some more tracks. It would be different. So on my lunch break, it was like my first full-time job. Um, I was 20. Um, I uh, went to Circuit City, mm-hmm. showing my age. Uh, <laughs> I went to Circuit City to purchase the CD. Uh, my break was at 10 o'clock. It was like five minutes away. So I go to Circuit City, and I'm in there, and I'm looking at the screen. What I'm like, bro, that movie don't even look real, bro. Like, Right. I like that. That don't look rich. So I could buy the CD and it's at 10. They just opened at 10. So it's really nobody really in there, but they right. showing it on the television. The towers falling or whatever. So I get, I get back to work and they're like, yo, you saw they, somebody bombed twin towers, whatever, whatever. Oh, oh I just saw that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's what I remember from that day. And then going home and you know, it's cause stuff like that happened overseas and you know, exactly other times or whatever, you know, in history and, you don't think about you don't really think about it happening. I mean, it's far away from where I lived at the time, but it was so close to home or whatever, you know. So that's what I remember just buying that C D and seeing it and not even believing it's real, thinking it's a a, a bad uh graphics movie, a you know, right. bad special effects movie, mm-hmm. but it was real, you know. What a I'm low saying? budget so, CGI. Yeah, low CGI, yeah. that's what I was trying to think. Yeah. So that's what I remember from that day. Um I I too was at Claflin. Okay. Uh and I think See you yeah, let's uh, go. I think that for me, I, I I really this day was like so emotional for me that day. Um, I was skipping class again, 
Dr. Heslani, Dr. Heslani, <laughs> um, again. And so I'm listening. I used to wake up and listen to the Doug Banks Morning Show for some odd reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was hot back then. I was, the I was Doug Banks Morning Show. Show. And you know how they always used to run them jokes and play around, play yeah, around, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I'm getting dressed, and I used to live on Treadwell Street. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm hanging out, and then my roommate, they were playing around on the, on, on the thing. And I said, well, they playing around. There ain't no, there's no way that that's happening for real. Right. My roommate Rob, he's like, "Yo, get out here!" So you go out because the TV was in in the, in the like little common area. So I'm like, "Is that real?" And then the second while I'm watching it, you see the second plane hit, mm. and I'm like, "Yo, what the?" So instantly I get on my phone because my mom's she takes the she lives in Jersey mm. and she takes the PATH train which came into World Trade Center, wow. mm. and then she would. Walk out from the from the path out the World Trade and catch the bus to head uptown. So there was a chance that she's stuck, and my grandmother took the subway, and she had to take the two train up to NYU. So there's a chance that she's stuck, man. So now I'm calling, I'm calling my moms, nothing. I'm calling my grandmother, nothing. I call my pops. You couldn't even get a call into New York. Mm-hmm. And that in itself was probably crazy. I'm going berserk. I'm in there. I'm going crazy. I'm trying to call my sister. I'm trying to call my brother. I'm calling every family member I know in this area. And I'm just emotional. I start crying. I do not know what's happening. Ain't nobody saying nothing. Then I watch everything fall. And I'm like, and I, my whole life left me that day. And I didn't hear back anything until about 8 o'clock that night. My phone rang. And it was my grandmother. She's like, yo, I just want to let you know I'm okay. And then, like, shortly after that, my mom's called, and then my dad called. And so, apparently, my grandmother actually got stuck. Her her subway train stopped because um, World Trade, the World Trade stop is, like, the second stop as soon as you get in Manhattan coming from Brooklyn. Her train stopped right before it hit the bridge. So, she was still on the Brooklyn side. And then my mom's path train got stuck in the tunnel in between well, trade. Well, right before it was about to leave, right after it left um, Newark, so they had to get off the train and walk back on the tracks back to Newark, New wow. Jersey. Wow! But because all everybody was trying to call into New York or out of New York, all the cell phones, all the switches, lines, everything, everything was up. was crazy. So I was blessed. I felt like my family was blessed that everybody was okay because I'm all I'm thinking at that point was dog like. Maybe fifteen minutes more, and I lose the two of them mm-hmm. for sure. You know, it's no blessing, ifs ands and buts about it. So it's a it was a blessing for me. So it was a really super emotional day for me, and I'm watching it as you're watching it, and you can't talk to nobody. Yeah, you know, the anxiety is crazy. The anxiety I never I never experienced anxiety like that before or since. That's crazy. going through that day, and I, and I, and mine came out of it. So that's why I always on this day take a little time. Say a prayer for people that that lost somebody, um, because I don't know what I would have done, right? And I know how I felt, and I still have mine, mm-hmm. and I still feel as emotional as I do today. And then not only that, it's something about that New York skyline with the twin towers in it, mm-hmm. as opposed to now. You know what I'm saying? It's something about like you coming over on that train, you're taking the D train over over Manhattan Bridge. And you see that thing, or you, or you walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, and you can see them twin towers. It's always something about that that view that always made you feel like something. And honestly, 
it's almost like that. I always say, well, why didn't go after the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. But I think that but they, 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 strategic, that they, they strategically exactly. thought this thing out. And because it hurt, like it hurt it, as, as a, and anybody in the United States, it should have hurt them mm-hmm. just for where it was and what it was. And I know for New Yorkers, it was just a crazy day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, Star. Where were you? Yeah. Um, I was down in Charleston, South Carolina in high school, Fort Dorchester High School um, in 10th grade. I was in a math class. Uh, I think of a professor's name, but it's in a math class. Um, and they bought the TV into the room to put on the news or whatnot. Like like Yoshi, I'm, I'm from New York, so we're down here at that time. And you know, being from New York, um, I'll be honest. So right away when it when everything happened, you know, again it's kind of surreal, if you will. So you yeah. don't understand the the depth of everything going on. You don't understand the gravity of everything going on at the time. So I just kind of used it as an excuse to be real, to get out of, to get out of class. Cause, cause I had my ties to New York and stuff. So I'm like, yo, I got to try to reach my mother, you know, cause my mother similar to yours and similar to so many other uh, commuters up there in New York. Yeah. Use that, um, in some capacity, use the World Trade Center or pass through the World Trade Center. Use some part of Manhattan. Um, a lot of people get money in Manhattan. That's where their jobs yeah. are and stuff like that. So you, it's just inevitable for a lot of traffic to be there and a lot of foot traffic. A lot of people use that as, you know, where they're going or, or to get through or whatever. So my mother, that's on her route as well to work. Um, and we're from Queens. So or we were living in Queens at the time, but that was in her route to yeah. get to to get to work. So. Um, I stepped out of class, you know, tried to reach out to them. The same thing like Yoshi saying, all of the, the phone towers and stuff like that was all messed up. But um, it might have been just like youthful naivete for me, which may have been healthy and, and kind of curbed some of my uh, anxiety. But I just, again, I used it as like time to get time to get out of class. But then um, after that, where I'm getting accounts from my sisters who still lived in New York or any of my family that was up here and they live in Queens and saying that they smelt the smoke or whatever like that all the way from Queens. Or you hear the accounts of people that were jumping out of the buildings from people that were actually there in Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? Right there Mm -hmm. where you think in first, cause first is debris and stuff first is staplers or whatever. And, and then it's, you know what I mean? Bob. Right. So, You know, when you hear it, when I was hearing that afterwards, then that's when I started to realize the gravity of everything that was going on and, and the historic nature of it and everything like that. Um, because we, we've we lived through a lot of history in the past two decades, y'all. Facts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Where this is going to be eons and eons past us that people are going to be talking about these things mm-hmm. and events. And you don't realize it, right? Like I said, the surrealness comes in being in that moment, right? So, yeah. like, even when... Uh, several weeks back when we had our situation at the gas station, mm-hmm. it was a surreal um, element to it to where I was I was kind of still regularly doing my regular routine. It, it didn't hit me right away that, yo, they are shooting at each other out right. here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pause it for a second. Y'all, yeah. this guy was actually still, like, there's shots being fired 15 feet from him, and he's still pumping gas. 
He didn't run. He didn't a leave. Lot, the, like he wanted to finish pumping his full tank. That's, of gas. But that's something that like the movies in the movies and stuff like that. You watch a television show. They don't. They never put that in no, because it, yeah. it's always somebody ducking or you know right. what I'm saying or running yeah. or whatever or joining in. But that happens. Like you, you looking and you like doing whatever, and it takes a while for it to register, register in your mind. Like oh, this is. And like you said, it takes time after you like yo. They were really doing that. So that's the that's natural. Yeah. Now, High Star, you touched on something, and I think is a good kind of summation of everything. In the last 20 years, y'all, because just the fact that it has literally been 20 years since 9-11, we've had so many different um, life-altering things that have happened to us as a people, as a society. Um, One of the unique things that I love about sports, to bring it back to Carolina Sports Talk, is that sports have a way of kind of uniting people together from so many different walks of life. In something like when 9-11 happened, the attacks, um, it wasn't no more, oh, it wasn't a whole bunch of black folk and white folk. It was, no, we're Americans, and they came over here and attacked us. Because I think you said it easy. You don't hear about stuff like that happening here in America. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's some cabal stuff or or yeah. like the Afghanistan stuff. But for them to come to America and attack, um, it, it really brings us together. For me, um, the first game that was played afterwards in New York between the Atlanta Braves and and in the New York Mets, uh, I'm I, I like the Yankees just I mean the of course I'm a Yankees fan but I like the Braves just because they're a close team I've been to several games and stuff, but I, I was not a big fan of either one of those but in that moment I literally felt as you talked about Yoshi the emotion of everything the gravity of how many different families because the, the same way that each one of us had our own unique stories. There are millions of stories from across the world mm-hmm. and from across the country of individuals who have some ties to New York, who have some perspective and you uniquely remember exactly where they were. And so for that first game, um, it was cathartic, much similar to how basketball and soccer were that for uh, many of us after the pandemic and after the shutdown of the country yeah. and how just the the return. And even what we've seen this year with the full return of fans to the stands, sports have had a way to kind of recap folks and bring us all together and allow us to take our minds and and kind of be distracted from the, the, the wilds of everyday life, man. So mm-hmm. uh, as we reflect 20 years later of all the lost uh, lives and all of the carnage that happened on that day, uh, we just want to take you guys, uh, tell you to enjoy what you've got, man. Enjoy and appreciate that life. Um, and if it's with sports, man, root for your team, uh, love somebody and let sports be a means to help heal that for you. So as we get ready to move forward on Carolina Sports Talk, we've got one more topic that we are going to look at. Uh, It is week one in the NFL, and we're going to look at some matchups for week one uh, coming up this Sunday. Now, you guys know here with Carolina Sports Talk that myself and DJ Highstar are the Carolina Panthers fans of the crew. But my guys in here, y'all some football fans too. You may have caught up on it earlier listening to the show or listening to this episode even. But be easy, you are a fan of the black and gold. Mighty, mighty. Mm-hmm. As he said earlier, six birds. Six birds. And then Yosh, you are a fan of the New York Giants. The Giants. So, you know what I mean? You both of y'all got a little bit up on us because y'all squads got championships. But you know what I'm saying? 2023, holla at us. The Panthers coming. We out here too. Uh, yeah. I hear that. Oh, wait on it. <laughs> but in week one, we do have a matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's just start there. Mm-hmm. Easy, man. Which uh, you, you and I ain't just in talking off air. You talked a lot about Big Ben and what he's done to prepare for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think he'll be, you know, ready to go locked in? Big Ben, he puts up a lot of yards. He throws the ball a lot. Um, so I'm, I look for that. You know, the receivers, um, serviceable. You know, we five or six good receivers. 
We got Najee Harris as a decoy or whatever. I think he's going to put up big numbers. Like the last game, even though the Steelers lost, um, he had over 500 yards passing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so, so if you had to make the pick, which what you think the score going to be in? What, is his team going to win? They can pull it out? It's going to be tough. Um, we got a lot of linebackers back, so. I think the score gonna be it's gonna be thirty eight to thirty four Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What'd you say on the Yoshi? What you think on the Pittsburgh game? Yeah, uh, I think Pitt wins. I give it twenty four twenty one. High star. Uh, Dan <laughs> Buffalo. He hates picking games. <laughs> yeah, I really do. But they're in Buffalo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I'll go with Josh Allen and the boys. Okay. I really don't have a number for you. It's because I want Ben to perform. Cause oh, he's on your team. One of my yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of my selfishly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I do want him to perform. So I'd say twenty four twenty, but Buffalo. So I'm a, I'm I'm going the same way, bro. Uh, I don't I don't mean to pick don't against your team. I don't get I ain't getting mad. Go yeah, ahead, but um, I don't think it's going to be as close <laughs> as everybody thinks. Um, TJ Watt signing his contract with, went a long way in kind of solidifying that defense and locking them in because without him playing, they don't stand a chance. But I honestly don't. <laughs> don't stand a chance. I said what I said. <laughs> Two weeks in Boston. I got I got a question. I got a question to that. Go ahead. Is he deserving of that of that particular to yes. be the number one defensive player, highest paid defensive player in the in the um league right now? They deserving is such a hard I'll say yes though, because he deserves it for that squad. Because without him, as I mentioned, their defense, because he's literally the vocal leader and the talent leader on that defense. Okay. They have long since been lacking in the line, linebacker department. And he has, I mean, and even though they've drafted a couple of rookies to kind of, you know, fill in those slots, he still anchors that defense. And I, for them, yes, they had to pay him. I, I got to disagree with you with like the, the vocal and the whatever, whatever. Because like you said on this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, he was like the league leader in sacks. Mm-hmm. But the reason why he was the league leader in sacks was because of the linebackers. Like, he plays basically defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the outside linebacker. But the other linebackers, like Bud Dupree, um, Williamson or whatever, they really was holding it down. And they so gave, you said they freed him up to be able to They freed him up, to, yeah. Because yeah, the they, had to, they had to block both sides of the ball, the other end too, so they couldn't really double-team him like that. We'll see that. Hopefully he has a good season this year. But um, the Yoshi's point, like, does he deserve – you deserve whatever you get paid. You deserve you know what whatever saying? you can get. <laughs> and you know the the highest paid linebacker was um, Darius. Leonard. Yeah, Darius, Darius Leonard. Leonard. You know what I'm saying? And and then you know who's coming after his this, second so. season. So, and like like you said on the show, TJ had the most sacks. So if you get the most sacks, you know a who's coming after row, TJ though. Who? Who's that? Little fella down in Washington. Oh, uh, Chase Young. Chase Young. That's a Once bad, he comes up, yeah, he bad, yeah, man. Once his situation Boy. comes up, he's yeah, he'll make a lot of money too. Yeah, right. but and you can't look at like kind of like the NBA. Like you hear those astronomical amounts of money right. now. It's not the same as like a fifty million dollar contract now isn't the same as fifty million ten years it's ago. Good. Yeah. So it's more like the numbers gonna sign more to the people that uh, make fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Um, but they working on a whole different. Different a whole platform, plan, yeah. and even with the NFL contracts not being guaranteed, it's still different than like MLB and, and NBA money anyway. So, yeah. 
All right, well, as we move forward, let's go ahead and talk about the New York Giants. They do have a matchup at the 425 slot in East Rutherford against the Denver Broncos. Yoshi, what's what your squad going to do, man? Is this the year your quarterback takes that next step? Uh, no, he, to me, <laughs> um, is the equivalent of uh, of Eli Manning. Mm. But Ooh, with, tough on Eli. Without the difference. Very tough. No, I don't. If you look at it, he's got a stronger arm than Eli. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying. You know, right. Anyway. Like, I lived through a lot of bad Giants years, a mm-hmm. lot of bad Giants quarterbacks. I think our best quarterback to me ever was Phil Simms. Mm-hmm. Um, That's yeah. Phil got you too. So. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and my thing with uh, that, that particular pick at that time, I didn't think we needed to pick up Daniel Jones. Okay. I think we could have went a different route. I'm not – I don't think we should have picked the Ohio State quarterback. What was his name? Uh – that's um, just not, not, not just. Oh, I know. Um, um, he washed out. He ended up washing yeah. out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, like the, but you know, we're gonna get into this game. It's just Daniel Jones doesn't. He doesn't move the needle. Right. I. I. I I'm, he's a little less than the game manager to me. Mm-hmm. And you. you uh, we don't have a strong enough deep on the defensive side of the ball for him to be a game manager. Um, we have good receivers, good tight ends, Kyle Rudolph and um. Kyle Rudolph and uh, oh, gosh. Kenny Galladay. No, no, that's those. Those were the pickups. Oh, but you know our tight ends. Evan Ingram is a wide receiver playing tight end. Very, so he, very much so. <laughs> so he he he's a matchup nightmare. I think we needed to pick up Kenny Galladay to help Sterling Shepard because Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard is a, an amazing route runner, but he's not going to go down the field with no speed. What you think of Tony out of Florida? I like him, and I, and I, I think, think he's going to fit in that slot. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be able to do some things from there, and in the return of Saquon Barkley. Yep. That opens I was up. Ask, did he get injured again or something? Nah, no, they just been holding him. They just, just been holding him up through preseason, and they're gonna give him hundred. Oh, he's hundred okay. percent go um, for, the for, for the start of the game. And I think his running style is one where, even with his injury, I think he's gonna come back and be fine. Like mentally, I don't think is he was power when he needed to be, but he was elusive as well. So I think that if he needs to alter his game in one way or another, then he'll do that. Now the thing that I have an issue with is Denver's defense is actually, I would say they're. Defensive backfield is pretty good. It are. Especially with the pickup of Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, if Daniel Jones <laughs> can't pass the ball, we stuck. Because I think they, their, their linebacker core is, is serviceable enough right. to make plays on Barkley. Even though if, if he averages seven, if Barkley averages seven to eight a carry, we're going to win that game. If they hold him under five, if they hold him somewhere around four or three yards a carry, we're done. Make your pick and tell me what you think score. Mm, I think I'm gonna go Giants. Fourteen ten. Okay. High star. The Giants. <laughs> All right. Easy. I'm gonna go Giants. Thirty one twenty seven. I'm Is going it? Giants as well. But I don't think it's close. Denver's defense, you mentioned that the linebacking core is good in their secondary. But I really think they're going to run the ball. Uh, the same thing that the Cowboys did not do in their Thursday night opener. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be the exact opposite and run the ball. All right. And as the final one, uh, we'll talk about one more game in depth and then we'll mention another one. The Carolina Panthers will host the New York Jets uh, this Sunday in Bank of America Stadium. I personally am excited about it, but I'm going to let High Star talk about it a, a little bit. Uh, what are you looking for kind of from the game? What, what do you think the key is going to be to the game? And then let me know your pick. You don't have to give a score. Um, of course, the return of Christian McCaffrey. Um, we're going to have hear a lot of 
uh, Arnold, uh, Darnold to Arnold, you know what I'm saying, uh, this week as well. So Sam Darnold going up against his old team and, and having um, kind of incentive to, to perform, I mean, and really show them that, you know, y'all pick Zach or whatever like that. Or that's that's their quarterback's name, mm-hmm. right? Zach Is that, was that? Zach I was about Wilson. to say, was that homie that we were talking about just now? No, right? Ooh, Ohio State. It. I'm trying to think of the no, uh-uh. quarterback that we were talking oh, nah, about. Oh, no, no, no. But um, nevertheless, he's going he's gonna to be able to perform and, and show off his weapons as well. Mm-hmm. You got your Robbie Williams of the world. Uh, excuse me, Robbie, Robbie Anderson's of the world. And, your, um, and DJ, of course. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. And I think a lot of this year with Panthers wins that people are going to be like um, – like didn't expect it, but not kind of, kind of not give us our credit. So, I'm just, I'm just here to sit back and and enjoy my popcorn like Michael Jackson <laughs> for the postseason. Get here. That quarterback was Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I, I, I too think uh, the Panthers are going to win this one. The key for me is going to be whether or not um, our backup guard, because our starting uh, right guard is out with COVID nineteen protocols. Um, that position is going to be kind of key for us. Sam Darnold needs to sit in the pocket, and I think similar to what we saw in the second quarter of the third preseason game, he's going to have to get the ball out of his hand quick because uh, the longer that he stands there, the ner- more nervous he gets, the more he starts to pat his feet and tap the ball. Um, he needs to get the Overthink. Exactly. He needs to get the ball out of his hands, quickly get it to the playmakers, and let them get out. So I'm going to say Panthers big in this one because they have defensive line deficiencies on the New York side. I'm going to say 35-4. I like the four. Two safeties. Mm. <laughs> high, uh, not high star. Be easy what you say, bro. Well, I really haven't been watching the NFL. Well, I watched the NFL last season. Okay. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. Um, for making a deal, um, <laughs> you said we were past kneeling, so okay, Jay. Whole state um, football, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the two seasons before I, I haven't been watching, so I didn't watch everybody last season. I mainly only watched um the Steelers and then the playoffs. So like Sam Donald, I would hear his name on different shows or whatever, mm-hmm. but I hadn't gotten gotten a chance to really see them play, um, see him play for the Jets or whatever. But I think, like you said, that'll play a big part in him performing at least this first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the Panthers will win um, 27-17. Okay. Yoshi. Hmm. I'll say, you said Panthers? Mm-hmm. Here's what I think. I think that Donald's going to try too hard. Uh-huh. I think it's just going to be, I, I have to show them that they were wrong. Mm. I think he's going to make some big mistakes, and I think the Jets win 21-14. Here's the only reason that I, I would – vehemently disagree with that just in all of the interviews that he's done since being in Carolina the kid just wants a second chance and honestly he's not yet been handed the keys to the offense Um, I think that's something that eventually will come this is Joe Brady's offense that guy is going to be the definition of um, manager game manager in the offense Joe Brady will lead it and with all of the playmakers that we have around him with as high star mentioned Christian McCaffrey DJ uh, DJ Moore Robbie Anderson um, Dan Arnold with all of the skilled position that we have on offense and the quietest is kept star of this game is going to be the Carolina Panthers defense they have not yet gotten the the respect that they need because quite honestly they're a young squad but uh, the number eight overall pick out of South Carolina he is a hitter on the at the cornerback position. So the defense is going to be Joe Horns boy. Let me, Joe Horns boy. The wide receiver. 
No, he's a cornerback. Corner, no, he's Joe, he's Joe Horn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Joe Horn, the wide receiver, he was playing for the Saints, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. I told a story a couple of weeks back. And that's um, cell phone Joe, right? Cell phone Joe. Yep. Oh, in the end zone. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But um, his dad, Joe Horn, actually followed me on and on Twitter uh-huh. years ago when he first stopped playing football. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, man, I see you around. You seem like a pretty good sports fan. Sports fan. Have you tried my barbecue sauce? So, yeah. Did you get it? <laughs> no, I didn't buy it." <laughs> But because I honestly didn't think it was him, but then later on I saw him on ESPN saying, "Yeah, I'm out here marketing my new barbecue sauce." So I was like, uh, "Yo, yeah. that's really him." And so I was just like, "Hey, yo!" I went back to Twitter like when his son, when JC was um, drafted to the Panthers, I was like, "Hey, Joe, what's up, man? Your barbecue sauce is awesome. You think you can get JC on my show, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> so Locked. I said, "I'm going to try, it, bro. Yeah, Why you gotta not? try." It. <laughs> well, I understand what you're saying, but I think he. What do you expect him to say in an interview? Mm-hmm. What do you expect him to say? He's, yeah. He, yeah, you yeah. can't expect him to say anything other than what he, what he said, because he can't go in there and say, you know, I hate him. Forget <laughs> them. They co- but in his mind, yeah. At the end of the day, yes, it is the guy that is the coach's offense. Mm-hmm. He does have to do a job, but in his mind, if he can make that play, that's going to make them say, "You should have kept me." Here's why you should have kept me. Here's why you should have kept me. And he can make because at the line he can do whatever he wants to at that point. Can nobody right. stop that? Now the, the question is, will he or won't he? Now, now if he, I just feel like human nature sometimes is to prove people wrong. Facts, facts. Just our human nature is to prove people wrong, and I just think that that's what in his mind, especially it being so fresh. If we're a year removed, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's fresh, and I'm going up against the guy that you cut me for. So I would say, I, I, that's why I'm gonna push it. I'll tell you what, it's it's going to be a good game, and, and, and however it goes, I think week one of the season is going to definitely be jam-packed with a lot of action. So we'll have another second part of this episode uh, after the games to give you guys a little recap of week one. But be easy, I want to give you a shout-out. Appreciate you coming through, man. You got anything you want to holler at the people, man? Uh, just stay listening to Carolina Sports Talk every week. Word. Uh, and check me out on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast every week. It's a podcast, free 99. Free 99. Yoshi, holla at the people. Hey, man, definitely. Uh, thank you for having us on. Huge fan, man. I, I finally got on, so I'm happy. We in here. Oh, you coming back too, bro. Uh, oh, no, we got to get you back uh, Oh, no doubt. And I'm coming for y'all in that, in the, uh, in, in your fantasy league. Uh-huh. I'm coming. I'm saying no more, you know. bro. I'm letting you know, pause. But, uh, <laughs> Appreciate that. But, no, definitely catch my podcast, Relationship Status, anywhere you find your podcast for free every Monday and Wednesday. And the and, and the juke every Sunday, anywhere you find your your favorite podcast. There we go. High star. Highlight the people, bro. Yeah, man. Again, appreciate uh, the company uh, and y'all kicking it with us, um, chopping it up about sports. Felt like felt like the barbershop uh, aesthetic that I try to draw for the audience each week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, follow me on IG if you shall at DJ underscore High Star. Um, that. That's where you can also find a link or my link tree, rather, where it'll have a bunch of my mixes uh, listed under my link tree. So definitely follow me at DJ underscore high star. All right. And you know, it's your man, Big Cliff. Stay tuned for part two of the episode starting now. Yeah, part two of the episode starts now, but shout out to those who remember this, the old school throwback, you know what I mean? The original Carolina Sports Talk theme music. 
It's your main man, Big Cliff, still with you. I got my guy, DJ High Star. What's good with you, bro? I had to report that. It was a good thing in the studio, though. Yeah, it was good being in there for the first part of the show, man. Those fellas, um, definitely a lot of energy. We definitely going to have to get them back on. Because, uh, yeah, especially that Yoshi, man. I, I like the way that guy's mind thinks as a coach in the sports. So uh, we're going to have to get them boys back on, yeah, man. Yeah, proverbially opening up cans of worms. Consistently opening up them cans. <laughs> we can go into a whole hour show about this, that, or the other. Right, exactly. When we got the time... Um, like first of all, this is just the best time of the year. I know there's like the Christmas songs. It's the most wonderful. No, no, no. This is the most wonderful time of this year, man. We've got football at every turn, man. This weekend was a big, big, big weekend. Uh, without further ado, man, let's jump into to some of the scores. First off, we've got the Panthers versus the Jets, man. Um, I know both of us had a chance to check this game out. Um, what stood out to you, bro? I know there was a lot that I kind of. A lot to unpack with the game, but what, what kind of stood out to you with this first round, with this first game? Uh, one Sam Donald's uh, performance coming out against his old team, very efficient, very um, high pro- high productivity, if you will. And then also the defense um, of the Panthers. I mean, up until the end of the game, when the Jets were in, you know, kind of a more of a no huddle, uh, hurry up mode, and and the Panthers were kind of in a, you know, safe victory type of prevent type uh, defense. Thing. Yeah. Right. The defense, you know, up until then the defense was stellar yesterday as far as the yards and that we were allowing and, and also just keeping, um, keeping the three and outs going and things like that. But again, Sam Darnold's performance definitely stood out to me. I think it's for me, it's, it's already rare to see a shutout in, in any level of football, specifically in the NFL, for that very same reason that we saw against the young defense or with our young defense on Sunday. Um, once you've gotten the lead and you see that the 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 victory is in, in hand, a lot of defenses start doing exactly what we did and start playing in the more prevent, uh, bend but don't break type defenses where you're looking to secure the, the victory and allowing your offense the opportunity to get the ball and close the game out. Um, Overall, though, the first definitely the first half, man, was amazing to see. Um, I got to give myself a shot on a, a shout out and a pat on the back because at the end of the day, Sports Stradamus, yes, I'm going to do it, bro. I'm going to be that guy. Slash Carmelo Anthony acceptance speech. Google those. I don't know, but all of that. Sports Stradamus was in full effect Sunday morning. Uh, shout out to uh, Will. You know what I'm saying? Our, our homeboy from, from around the way. Um, me and Will were getting into it as a Cowboys fan. He was uh, on Facebook Sunday morning before the game started talking a whole bunch of trash. And then here come our other dudes, Showtime, co-signing as Cowboys fans. We got to watch the Jets in the Panthers game. Bah, 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 bah. And so the argument started uh, with Will saying that, hey, my quarterback threw for 400 yards. How was it? He had to throw for 400 yards because he was running all night for his life and they knew they weren't going to be able to run against that Tampa defense. But uh, Sports Stradamus uh, came into full effect, and I said, "Oh, you want to see good football? My quarterback is going to throw for all three. This is documented. All of this is documented on Facebook with timestamps on it. Uh, so you I, might have to go up on the page. Listen, it's nothing, bro. I can, and as a matter of fact, I might just screenshot it if he hadn't deleted it already because it was on his page, and go ahead and put that up on the Carolina Sports Talk page because at the end of the day, I do this, son. You feel me? But nah." 
So, bro was talking to Smack. I said, yo, my quarterback is going to go throw for 300 yards. And with a capital A-N-D, my defense is going to have one pick and at least four sacks on, on the Jets. Do you know that by halftime, Mr. Sam Darnold had thrown for 200, and I think it was like 20 yards by half. The Panthers' defense had one interception and three sacks, finishing the game with five. Folks going to learn to realize. Oh, oh. Oh. They're going to learn that when Sportradamus speaks, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and I know this we're full swing in football. We got a lot of games that we're going to go through today in a short time that we're going to be with them uh, to remain in the show. But I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. 60 wins for the Los Angeles Lakers, and you heard me. But that's neither right, here nor right. there. Let me, let, me, let me keep some accountability as integrity as Stradamus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You did tell me. Uh-huh. Ooh, let's go. Let's go. It might be documented, but you did tell me on Sunday you uh-huh. said two interceptions. I don't know. Again. No. If we post in the comments, you can't run from that. So I told you to. Listen, me. it's documented and written that I said one interception and oh, okay. four. All right. Now, well, what I thought you – listen, now check me. Where I thought you was going with that just now – with the accountability was to tell folks how further right I was when it comes to fantasy football and the brief discussion that you and I had regarding which quarterback to start. That wasn't where I was going, though. That wasn't but since we're headed there now, since we're headed there now, during the conversation that High Star and I had off the air, uh, Justin riding back, coming from the studios on Saturday, um, I told my guy, he was like, yo, man, yeah, because he's got two quarterbacks starting in fantasy. He's got uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and he had Sam Darnold. The question arose, which should he start? During that time, I said, yo, bro, if it was for me, if me for my money, I'm not a believer heavily in the um, Pittsburgh Steelers offense this year. I gave reasons, as I've mentioned to you guys on the air, and I told my guy at that point, yo, bro, you might want to go ahead and start Sam Darnold. I do not believe that he was that interested in my uh, – I know he was interested in my opinion. Now, whether or not he followed it, I'm going to have to let DJ Highstar tell you all about that one. Uh, so, in addition to that, he also – there was also a certain wide receiver. I did not. I did not. I did not. And how did that work out with regard to their individual scores, bro? Yeah, with respect to their individual. First of all, I went two and one. Let's just clear all of that up. I went two and one. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. I could have been undefeated had uh-huh. I listened to. But, you know, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, well, as we move on to the next wide receiver that I mentioned was primed for a oh, big year. Oh, I'm just saying, bro. I mean, if you're going to be my dog, we got to, what did you say, accountability, Stradamus? <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, straight like that. As we continue to talk about it, like, okay, no, the Jets, um, they did come out. I got to give them their credit. In the second half, it was definitely a tale of two halves. Um, The rookie, Zach Wilson, was throwing the ball. He looks the part. I I definitely see why they would have spent that second overall pick on him as a quarterback. Um, His ability to look off the safeties was, I think, the most important um, or most impressive thing that he did for me during that um, for the second half, looking one way, swapping his head to the other, locating his uh, receiver, and putting the money on the ball. Yeah, and I, I will say this. Um, one of the underrated fan bases around the league, honestly. Mm-hmm. If you're a Jets fan, you are a Jets fan. Got to right? be. <laughs> you know what I mean? So one That's of like the saying you're a Cleveland fan. 
not not a rabbit fan base, not like a Seattle where you're gonna go in um met, met what is it Meadowlands or mm-hmm. MetLife. Like you're not gonna go in there and be like startled like that, but you know they are they are they are New Yorkers and New Jersey people as mm-hmm. I mean Jets so Jets fan. Yeah. So what would you say is the worst fan base? Which team? Uh, between like like all right, no, let's let's phrase let's let's frame this question in a, like a scenario or anecdotal way. Which stadium would you hate to have a rival jersey on? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The most if that makes sense, nah? Because because if I'm thinking about that, it's the Raiders and then Philly. Uh, for me. See. I'm the type of dude, though, I'm built different. I'm going wherever, wherever I'm going with my Panther stuff on, so I'm not really too much pressed on that. But, but that wasn't the scenario, though. Right, right. right. that's what I'm saying. In their stadium, by myself, Dolo, I'm putting on a Panther's hat, jersey, keychain, hanging out the pocket. Saying, but outside, I, fanhood aside, if we go in, if you if you go in a Raiders stadium with a um with a Chiefs jersey on, or if you oh, go in with a with Philly a rival, stadium, I get you. With the Washington jersey on, and um, what's my man that played ball for Philly? <laughs> he around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Ready. <laughs> Yo, you got like, fifty on it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So it's like in that in that row. I understand you. Of course, we understand our both our fanhoods. But in those scenarios where somebody tells you, "All right, put this jersey on and sit down," and for that whole game, which two stadiums or whatever, or top stadiums that you're not trying to go to. I don't know. I'm still going on anyone. I'm, but again, I'm built different. But right, for the right, sake right. of your conversation, I guess, or for your point, I, I guess it would be the Philly. Because along those same lines, the original question that I asked, Philly fans are the worst because they're the most obnoxious. The fact that they just recently, not long ago, won a Super Bowl. They, oh, they're, they're the absolute worst. Worse than Cowboys fans who are delusional after not having won a Super Bowl in over 20, nearly 30 years. That's um, why I dismissed them. <laughs> <laughs> Like them and and Green Bay fans are, go, are probably going to travel the most because there's no stadium that you're going to go to and you're not going to see black and gold if they're playing the Steelers, um, and or right. the blue and silver if they're playing the Cowboys. And so those three and again Patriots fans, uh, they're different but not quite as bad. But those oh my goodness, I, I've mentioned on air before the story about when um, that Thursday night game during the 2017 season when we played the uh, thir- the Pittsburgh excuse me the Philadelphia Eagles. Their fans were terrible. Like they really made me feel like I'm gonna have to fight in here tonight. Like <laughs> they were chanting well, loudly. They were group. They were gathered together, yeah. so they were organized, which makes it even worse. It's like, yeah, now nah, go home, get out of here. On on the other end of the spectrum, though, I, and I'm not trying to be subjective or biased. Maybe it's because I live in the city. Uh huh. But we show a lot of love to um to visiting teams, fans, and have you been to another city, not as a Panthers fan, but just in a football game where they just, the city embraced you and showed you love regardless of who you were cheering for at the game? Not as much. And and, and even to your to the first part of that, that's a that's a that's a that's not a good thing. <laughs> the amount of love that we oh, show to other saying, teams. I'm not saying you're great, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's something that we do at Bank of America. We we cool. We you know Hey I mean? guys, welcome in people. Southern Hospitality. Oh, nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. And Cam mentioned it during his time here, and even with the Roaring Riot, it's part of the thing that's that literally our mantra is change the culture, uh, where we're looking to embrace the team and, and kind of shun a lot of these other teams. Because for so long, so many of the older fans um, in the city of Charlotte 
did not have the home team to root for. And so exactly. there are so many so displaced Dallas fans or Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, fans. Dallas, Green Bay. And for so long as those teams would come, then they, the fans would show their original alliances. And so you could have Green Bay come down and it would be more green and gold than it would be black and blue in the stadium. Um, that's one thing that has begun to change. Uh, I think as the younger generations of Panthers fans who have only known Panthers their entire life are starting to kind of come up more, then you're seeing a little bit less of that. Yeah, and so I'm um, definitely shout out to the Roaring Riot. We are changing the culture with regards to the black and go- uh, black and blue. Oh goodness, I almost <laughs> said gold. Uh, but yeah, overall it was a good game. The Panthers did end up taking it and bringing it home, 19 to 14 on Sunday in the final. Also wanted to take a look over at the game um, in New England featuring uh, Matt Jones at the quarterback position versus Tua Tungvaluwa with the Miami. Um, I almost wanted to say Miami Jets with the Miami Dolphins taking on the New England Patriots. What were your takeaways from that game? Well, you, my first takeaway is you you smoothly got out of two his name and then fumbled on the Miami part. So I think you were, <laughs> were excited to get to his name off. You can see and which then, part he was focusing on, right? <laughs> bro. But no, it was um it was a close game again. The Alabama showdown kind of I think both quarterbacks felt a little bit more at ease or comfort, like comfortable facing each other mm-hmm. than they would have, um, you know, facing maybe a veteran quarterback or like, a, you know, maybe a Tom Brady or we don't talk about Aaron Rodgers right now. But, um, <laughs> but with their game, though, you know, in New England fashion, dangerous, never, never, the game is never put up. Like, granted, Tom Brady's not under the center, but Bill Belichick is still is still on that sideline, so the game is never over. You know what I mean? New England's um, defense, one of the twins are missing this year, mm-hmm. uh, and actually plays for Miami, I believe. Now. Yep, sure does. Um, so yeah, so he was one of the McCourty twins was over there. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't have too much more of a pull away from that. Again, all of these defenses, um, these first four weeks is where I start to make my uh, assessment on defense's identities, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. One of the things that kind of stood out for me this year, I mean, just being a fan of the game and specifically watching the New England Patriots last year because of Cam, um, they did not have their defense at full strength last year because of COVID. They had six defensive starters, including their well, pretty much their best player on either side of the ball, um, out for uh, COVID. They just opted out of the year. So I was definitely interested to see that defense. They looked the part of a Bill Belichick coach defense. Um, it, it was funny to me when I think back to the draft, um, He when he was called and, and, and it was announced that Mac Jones was the pick for the New England Patriots, he was almost skipping to the stage. Like he was so excited because he was – he is built primely for this offense. He is a Bill Belichick quarterback through and through, and he exhibited that even with his growing pains and with the mistakes, all down to his press conference after the game. He sounded like Bill Belichick, so he was a perfect fit for them there in New England. I think it's going to be key not only for this season, but for Bill Belichick's legacy overall. Without Tom Brady, um, and this includes his stops with um, the Jets, Uh, during some like I think he was an interim coach there and the coach of the Browns Bill Belichick is 24 and 41 as a head coach without Tom Brady Uh, so Mac Jones is going to be key for his for his legacy to be able to cement and concrete that it really is him because if you can consider it 
when Brady left New England in his first year away, he won the Super Bowl. Um, and now without him since then, Bill Belichick is seven and ten. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see that. And as you mentioned, kind of starting it off, the the Alabama quarterback um, bowl, if you would, the, the the future of the Alabama Alabama quarterbacks looks bright. Um, I think we're far removed from the AJ McCarrens of the world, <laughs> where they would come to the league and uh, stink up the stink joint. It up. <laughs> stink it up. Yeah, but no, with Tua, with Mac, and even with uh, our frat brother out there in Philly. Um, the, the Alabama quarterbacks are really now. Can we consider him an Alabama quarterback because he went to Oklahoma? I mean, he started a national championship game there. Half an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, we'll give it. Wait, we'll give him the give him the like somebody from Hannah Hand saying they're from Charleston. We'll go ahead and give him the love. But um, yeah, overall, like, say again. Like saying Cam's from Florida. <laughs> But did he, he didn't play a game there, though. That's the only thing with look, that. Look, look, look. See, look See? at him there. Yeah, got them wheels. I mean, he was in there robbing people for their laptops, but, I mean, he wasn't. <laughs> you don't need that computer, bro. Break loose. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting Adele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think Alabama quarterbacks, um, they, 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 they're making some noise, and it'll be interesting to watch them the rest of the season. Um, another game. Also, that... Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but in a macro Hindsight, the uh, the cam move has a little less sting. Like it was almost like a bandaid getting removed. It, it it made a lot of noise right away when it first happened. But in macro hindsight, especially with you saying what you're elocuting, what you're elocuting now as far as with Belichick's legacy, mm-hmm. like you said, he's looking for one more vibe that he can mold, for lack of better terms, up until he he rides off in the sunset. In other words, and exactly. you know what what better way than to have a, a traditional cerebral pocket passer. Nowadays, mobility is almost like a given for a lot of quarterbacks, right? You can't be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady and run a 5-3 or something like that coming into the league. So you have some semblance of mobility or, or moving around the pocket. But again, somebody that's going to stay in the pocket and run the offense like you want to be run in the next like four or five years before you retire or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. I, I heard... Uh, when was it? I heard Sunday that Bill Belichick has been coaching, or maybe last night that he's been coaching for what, 45 years, something crazy, something, yeah. or been in the NFL or been, you know, involved Not, in the NFL for 45 years or something like that. Yeah, and it is the coaching perspective, as you mentioned. Like, yeah. even if it's not head coach, they're still out there uh, when they're assistant coach, when they're position coaches, um, and those the, just the like the longevity of those types of careers um, is really impressive, honestly. And 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 I do I'm sticking with it. I do heavily think that uh, the decision to start Mac Jones was kind of hinged on that legacy really heavily. Um, I, another it makes sense. Again? It makes sense. It does, definitely. Uh, what also made sense was another quarterback, uh, excuse me, another coach making a quarterback change halfway through his rookie season. And I'm, in fact, talking about former league MVP Lamar Jackson, who on Monday Night Football took on the, I want to say Oakland Raiders, but the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that was a heck of a game, man. Uh, what, what were your major takeaways from that one? Awesome game. Um Major, major takeaways was, again, the two turnovers, I believe, by Lamar. Three. Um, was pivotal. Okay, three. <laughs> I got him in fantasy. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but listen, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. 
and it was mentioned on Sunday by my mentor, Mixmaster T. Shout out to you, Mixmaster T. Uh, but them boys out the pause, pre- prefacing pause, preemptive pause, but them boys out there slinging that rock now. Yes, boys sir. out there slinging that rock. Everybody. So um, your man got Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. That's one thing to take away. Um, and then also with Oakland, Darren Wallace continued dominance and Josh Jacobs showing up like we expected him to, like we anticipated him to in fantasy world or whatever like that. But definitely Darren Wallace continued dominance. He's like a Travis Kelsey where or where people seeing Kyle Pitts to get to where you know that they're a major part of the game plan, mm-hmm. i.e. Gonzalez back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you just can't stop it. <laughs> you definitely don't want one-on-one coverage with a tight end that runs like a receiver. Absolutely not at all. I'm gonna say this: Baltimore, they're gonna be all right, um, despite the many uh, miscues that happened and, and 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 the drops that they had from some of their wide receivers. Like you mentioned, Sammy Watson, Watkins, uh, Clemson kid. Tyson Williams out of the running back position. I, we know that they've been a mash unit with uh, J.K. Dobbins going down, Gus Edwards, and some, and, and just the, all of the injuries that they've had at the position. The commenters mentioned it last night during the, the, um, during the program. They've not yet had a full week of practice with their whole team yet. And so essentially, even though we know that the, they take preseason really serious, uh, currently being on an 18-game winning streak through the preseason, so it's, it's very apparent that they do take it seriously, but They've not had that time as a team collectively this year to to get that chemistry going. And with the level of competition um, and, and with the Raiders actually looking like a halfway decent team, it, it, uh, the outcome of the game didn't surprise me. But um, it'll be definite. It'll be really, really interesting to see them around week four with the kind of momentum they have, because at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson is unstoppable. The speed that he possesses at the quarterback position um, along with the vision and his elusiveness, man, like when that guy decides, yo, I'm finna run, y'all just need to like go ahead and try to put like 17 people in front of him because, bro, there's nobody going to stop that dude when in an open field when he when he gets moving, man. He is, he's got jets for feet, bro. Um, so overall, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they look look like once they've had that continuity. They We know that recently they added Latav- uh, Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell to that backfield, um, into the mass unit of a backfield. And some pundits have already suggested that they may be interested in making a trade, but I doubt that that's going to be as evident or as likely now. There were some that were saying that there were some talks between them and the Dallas Cowboys um, for their running back, Ezekiel Elliott, okay. um, to, get, to get him in a trade up to Baltimore. But with the, with the what performance... What kind of package would you feel like that they would put together? I'm sorry to cut you off, but... And see, what assets would Baltimore give away, I guess? It would, it would require multiple first-round picks because Dallas isn't just going to let them go for nothing. Um, multiple first-round picks and perhaps maybe a, a wide receiver or somebody um, or one of their backup tight ends, as you mentioned, that is that strength. But I think at this point with with Tyson's uh, performance and with the additions of Le'Veon Bell and Latavius Murray, I think they're, th- they're, they're, they're confident and comfortable with their situation moving forward. So I don't see that likelihood being um, executed at this point. But it's definitely going to be a good team. Week four, I think, is where we can anticipate them kind of rounding into form. A lot of these wins and a lot of these teams that have done some of the things so far this in week one, um, some teams show who they are. As we mentioned um, in an earlier iteration, the Buccaneers win Thursday night over the Cowboys, 31-29. to 
the Buccaneers are going to be who they are. Um, they they returned all 22 starters, so they are who they are. But then you've got some of the younger teams or even newer teams put together, like Baltimore, who around, around week four, we can kind of start seeing what kind of teams they're going to be. Right, right. So I at, hope I hope we start seeing what kind of team Green Bay is going to be, and that's not a segue. Second <laughs> shot at Green Bay because they let me down so much. Um, that's all. That's all I have to say. Fantasy football and otherwise, they just let me down with their performance. But go ahead, bro. You know that seems like a perfect time to go ahead and segue into quick hits. So it is time for Wee-ya! quick hits. Wee-ya! And in this iteration, uh, we're going to go ahead and just talk about the scores from Sunday's games. So without further ado, let's jump straight in, bro. As you just mentioned, the Green Bay Packers laid an egg. They lost to the Saints 23, 28, excuse me, 38-3. Uh, fantasy football is a billion-dollar industry. And Aaron Rodgers, well, the Aaron brothers, Jones and Rodgers. Uh-huh. Now, I some explaining to do. So, I mean, I think that they're going to bounce back um, in these next couple of weeks or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, so horrible way to start the season. We also talked about the Las Vegas Raiders taking on and beating the Baltimore Ravens 33-27. Darren Waller, what up? Holla at me. Josh Jacobs, you look good last night. What? Another game that was pretty good for me, the L.A. Rams defeating the Chicago Bears 34-14. Mike Williams, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'll wait for that. I'll wait for that. But, no, with the Rams... Deshaun Jackson, looking forward to you being back home, brother. The New York Giants fell to the Denver Broncos 27-13. to More of the Giants being the Giants. Let's go. Miami Dolphins took on and beat the New England Patriots. First time they've gotten uh, two consecutive wins against a Bill Belichick-led Patriots team. Um, not, a, not a crazy blip on the radar, I think. Belichick and the gang know what to expect with this year, and they know that the conference games are going to be very challenging. The Kansas City Chiefs. Go ahead. The division games, rather, are going to be very challenging for them. Oh, without doubt. The Kansas City Chiefs complete the play, the comeback 33-29 against the Cleveland Browns. Wiping my brow with this one. Pat Mahomes and, and, and crew, they got away with one. They got away with one. I think we need to go ahead and at Carolina Sports Talk adopt with the four-letter network on some of the shows they do. I'm going to start calling him Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes because that dude is ridiculous, bro. Pause. All right, as we move forward, the Cardinals defeat in a stunning fashion, 38-13, to the Tennessee Titans. Kyler Murray looked awesome. Um, I look Looking forward to more from the Mike Vrabel Tennessee defense this year but um you know the first weekends always tricky and people that come from the bill belichick uh um university they they learn patience yeah we mentioned the panthers took on the jets the new york jets took them on in bank of america 19 uh 14 panthers the 49ers san francisco took on the detroit lions and beat them 41 33. okay Quick mention or quick uh, point of reference. They were up 38 to 10, I want to say, at the end of the third quarter. Allowed an onside kick recovery. 
and a couple of more uh, Detroit scores and made it very interesting and very uh, anxiety-driven for a lot of 49er fans that I was around at the time. The Lions have had a really good quarterback for a long time. I think they got another one over there now. The Cincinnati Bengals take on the Minnesota Vikings, won 27-34 in overtime. Right. That's the only other overtime game outside of the Ravens-Raiders game this week. And it was as advertised. They come down to the last, um, of course, you know, in, in overtime fashion, came down to the last play. But um, awesome game. Yeah, the Steelers uh, took on and beat the Bills, who are gave a surprising egg in week one, man. Um, Yeah, um, the game started out well for the Bills. Steelers uh, did what they do and came back in the second half after being asleep for the first half. And let's just go ahead and pray for for all their health. I, I don't I'm not saying this seriously. I am saying this in jest somewhat. But <laughs> Big Bang was uh, being helped up every time that he got knocked down. It's going to be a long 17 game season for them. <laughs> Speaking of long seasons, the Washington uh, football team lost to the what are, where are they now? I'm not San Diego. They are L.A. Chargers uh, 20 to 16. Fitz Magic turned into Fitz uh, Fragile on Sunday, getting knocked out in the first quarter. Your thoughts? Um, so, a couple of things with this game. Uh, first of all, shout out to the NFC East, the worst division in the league. But also, uh, Mike Williams, I'm sorry, brother. Okay, I apologize. I kept you on my bench this week. Shouldn't have. And lastly, a lot of these teams that have a Chase Young of the world, a Darius Leonard of the world. Inversely, they need uh, offenses to produce or the defenses will not um, stand out, if you will, or be efficient as they can be. You said it and you hit that nail on the head. As a matter of fact, the Colts with Darius Leonard lost to the Seahawks 28-16. to Again, so that offense you need some some kind of threat on the offensive side that we're going to be eating up the time we're going to take the time of possession and keep our defense rested because in in this in this day's NFL the ball is going in the air and points are going to be scored speaking of the ball going in the air they must have heard that and decided to make that their game plan in Philly as the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Falcons 32 to 6 so <laughs> we were just talking about fanhood, but um, yeah, just shout out to the Eagles on their in their win. I believe that um, they're the only team, of course, in the NFC East that that got a W this week or whatnot. Listen, shout out to Philly. I'm gonna keep it respectful. One word: Is Jalen Hurts the truth? Yes or no? He's cool. Cool. Thank you for two words. The Jaguars and uh, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick from the 2021 draft in his debut, fall to the Texans of all teams, 37 to 21. Okay, you can help me out with this stat, but that is Trevor Lawrence's first career um, on all levels, I believe. Regular season loss, am I Since high school, now? no. That is his first this career house, crazy. including high school and college. First career regular season Big loss. Good. How crazy is that stat? 
That's wild, bro. But I mean, at the end of the day, how can you feel, how can you feel after a professional loss? Then, however he feeling, he better get used to it because they're gonna be doing a lot more. <laughs> of it. Somebody get him a therapist, man. <laughs> He's gonna be dealing with a lot more of that down there in Jacksonville. And finally, uh, the game that started off the season on Thursday, the Cowboys uh, fell to the Buccaneers, twenty-nine to thirty-one. Will we see Q these teams? <laughs> You just enjoyed that way too much, just like he did. How about them cowboys? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and for me personally, um, I hate to see the Buccaneers winning, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady is a machine. He's a monster, and I hope he twists his ankle, doesn't get hurt, but just decides not to play anymore for the regular season. And that's going to do it for quick hits. Um, I think this is how the style we'll probably do for most of the games throughout the season. We'll talk about I the think- highlights of them uh you got one more point you want to bring back into it one quick 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 hit um i know that um during a lot of the broadcast uh monday night that you were watching the other broadcast the alternative not well excuse me i was watching the alternative broadcast uh-huh. you were watching the more traditional broadcast but um the Peyton and eli show i don't know if i'm here for it now again, <laughs> I'm, I'm like the, the fourth or the fifth Manning brother, honestly. Like, Peyton's my guy, and I'm a New Yorker on top of that. So I watch both Super Bowls, both Super Bowls as far as that stamp Eli's Hall of Fame career. Mm-hmm. But um, with them two, they're talking quarterback talk, and then they bring on other active football players. Awesome concept. Okay. Awesome concept. But the execution? When they vote on well, it's not even about the execution. It's just what it looks like whenever it is executed, right? So the third the third guest or the third mic, one of them was Russell Wilson. So at one time yesterday, you had three quarterbacks, three Hall of Fame-level quarterbacks uh-huh. on at the same time, pretty much predicting the plays, Big Cliff. Pretty much predict. Okay, the next is going to be a pass to Waller on the post for 18 yards. It's like, what do you know? A pass to Waller. <laughs> because these three Tony Romos are, are sitting back there. And, you know what I mean? So I don't know if I'm here for it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going in my conspiracy theory bag. What if they was just on a time delay and they was already watching the game so they knew what happened? Ooh, QX Files. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not telling you what to queue up, but yo, Q's X Files music right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, bro. Like, da-da-da. what if? Hey, it's Nah, but nah, I, I, I actually didn't watch it. Um, if I'm gonna be honest with the listeners, uh, I fell asleep in the third quarter because I'm an old man and the game was late. But I did watch all of the highlights when I woke up at 2.30 this morning. So, bang. <laughs> well, as we get ready to... Very transparent. I mean, listen, if I'm going to be sports Stradamus and then have accountability Stradamus on the show with me, I might as well highlight the people and let them know. Mine was integrity is Stradamus. Integrity is Stradamus. Got it. We, we got to get shirts made, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bubba, I know you're getting ready to hit on the road traveling this weekend. You be safe. Uh, make sure you watch all the sports out there, man. You got anything you want to highlight to people before you get ready to get out? Yes, yes. So I do have a lot of closed-off private invite events. But be on the lookout if you're anywhere in the Charlotte Rock Hill area. This Friday, Bank of America Stadium will be fully masked up. So you might not notice me. You'll just hear the soundtrack, and you'll hear the drops. But yours truly, 
and Big Cliff, Lord willing, we will be out at Bank of America Stadium tailgating, uh, DJing, showing up. For the we'll probably have a little couple of the Roar and Riot out there. We're going to try to get it, make it kind of exciting and make sure that Carolina Sports Talk's footprint is out there at Bank of America. The people wanted it, bro. We got to give them what they want. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's our I'm job. Excited. I'm excited to see how your brain works the rest of this week leading up to Sunday uh-huh. and what you come up with as far as with the swag or the promotion or whatever you're going to do out there. I'm, I'm excited to see what your brain comes up with, dog. Listen, I, when it's all said and done, Carolina Sports Talk uh, from the home, the heart of the Carolinas here in Rock Hill, Charlotte area, uh, we're built for this, bro. And uh, so to be able to be in Bank of America Stadium is going to be a lot of fun. If you guys are going to be out there, make sure you come check us out. Hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Let us know if you're going to be there. We'll let you know where we will be, and you can come check us out, maybe get some good swag or whatnot. But without further ado, and without further ado, man, we appreciate everything. Make sure you check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. For your man, uh, DJ High Star, I am Big Cliff. Hey.